Good morning. Please join in as we sing How Can It Be?
his name and that no matter what's come my way that day that he will be right there and can make it so much better y'all listen to the words i've still got the croup and crud like a lot of you don't listen to the way i sing it just listen to the words When you're up against a wall And your mountain seems so tall And you realize life's not always fair You can run away and hide Let the old man decide Or you can change your circumstances With a prayer When everything falls apart Praise His name When you have a broken heart Raise your hands and say Lord, you're all I need You're everything to me And you'll take the pain away When it seems you're all alone Praise His name When you feel you can't go on Raise your hands and say Greater is He That is within me can praise the hurt away if you'll just praise his name
Colossians chapter 1 this morning. Boy, wasn't that beautiful? <clears throat> I think she struggled through that just fine, don't you? Hasn't <laughs> the Lord been good today? What a blessing it's been to be here. I want to remind you, I didn't come to a funeral service this morning. I'm not here because somebody died. I'm here because somebody's alive this morning. And I'm glad that I can enjoy what I have in the Lord. And boy, all these songs have just been to praise Him. And I'm glad that when everything is going wrong, I can just stop and praise the name of the Lord. Because as many things as you have going wrong sometimes, if you'll stop and count your blessings, you have more blessings than anything. And God's been good to us, hasn't He? And we need to praise Him through it. We need to pray to Him through it. And I'll tell you, God's going to get us through I want to ask you to stand with me for the reading of God's Word. I have uh, been here a few times since I've been here in Colossians. I love Colossians chapter 1, but I want to use it this morning on our uh, series of sermons of getting back to the basics. And I want to speak to you on the subject of Jesus and the church. Jesus and the church. Colossians 1 and verse 15. Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature, For by Him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in the earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by Him and for Him. And He is before all things. And by Him all things consist. And He, may I say in He alone, is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things He might have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in Him should all fullness dwell. Dear Heavenly Father, thank You for the reading of Your Word. Lord, of everything that I just read, Jesus ought to be number one in my life. Of everything that I just read, Jesus ought to be number one in Promised Land Church. 
Lord, all things are by Him and for Him. Lord, I thank You for Jesus. And I thank You for His place in this church. Lord, we wouldn't be a church. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't uh, for Jesus. And I thank You for Him. I thank You for the sacrifice. Lord, I need Your help this morning. Lord, I want Your touch. I need You to lead me and guide me as I preach this message. Because this message is not mine, it's Yours, Lord. And I pray that as I'm speaking and preaching, it's not me, Lord, it's you that the congregation hears, it's you that they see, Lord. And I just pray that your word will have its will and way in our life today. Lord, I pray and I beg if anybody's lost today, that, Lord, today they would be saved. Lord, I pray as a church and as a saved, you would encourage us. Lord, stir our hearts today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You may be seated. Jesus and the church. I simply want to speak to you today about the position of Christ in relation to His church, His relationship with His church. And as we get saved and as we follow Jesus in scriptural baptism and we begin the Christian walk, I believe it is imperative that we understand our position within the kingdom. It is imperative that we understand our position within the church. I believe a lot of times we get saved and we kind of get lost and we get confused about what's important about the organization of the church and the organization of the kingdom. And friend, I simply want to tell you today about the organization of the church and the organization of the kingdom. And I'm going to simply put it like this. It's all about Him. It's all about Him. It's all about Jesus. We have all kinds of good methods. We have all kinds of good ministries. We have all kinds of good everything. But may I tell you that the purpose of our existence is to be about the business of lifting up the precious name of Jesus Christ. And that is our mission. It is our objective. It is the great commission that Jesus gave us that we, number one, put Him first in everything that we do. In order for us to understand our position in the church, in order for us to understand our position in His kingdom, I believe it's important for us to first off understand Jesus' position in the church. His place within this body. His place within His kingdom. And I want to use these verses this morning. I love these verses. There's no telling how many sermons I've preached on these verses. And I love them every time. Because it glorifies the man, Jesus Christ. It just glorifies who He is. Number one, notice first off, His possession. Notice in verse 16, For by Him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in the earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities and powers. Listen now. All things were created by Him and for Him. And I love this. And He is before all things. Let me tell you something. We are not here today because of evolution. We are not here today because we came from apes or we came from monkeys. We came from the image of God. Jesus Christ created us in His image. 
language. The Bible said that all things were created by Him and for Him. And everything that we see in this creation today was not evolved. It didn't happen in a big bang. It was simply spoken into an existence by a holy and righteous God. You say, preacher, our textbooks doesn't say that's how the world was started, friend. That's what the textbook says today. And the Bible says that all things are by Him and for Him. May I remind you this morning, we wouldn't have anything if it wasn't for Jesus. We wouldn't have anything. We wouldn't have a job. We wouldn't have homes. We wouldn't have food. We wouldn't have clothes. We wouldn't have anything. You say, preacher, but you look at what mankind has done. Friend, mankind has went with the substances and the things that God created for them. May I tell you that we wouldn't have anything today if it wasn't for the Lord. We wouldn't have anything. All things are by Him and for Him. Now, let's narrow that down. The church is by Him and for Him. Specific this morning. The church is by Jesus Christ. It is by Him and it is for Him. I want you to know that Jesus is the Creator of the New Testament church. Jesus is the originator. He is the author of the church. He is the one who built the church. He is the founder. He is, if you will, the CEO. He is the owner. Friend, there would not be a church today if it wasn't for Jesus Christ. The church was started during His earthly ministry. This is His church. Let me tell you something. All things are by Him and for Him. Promised Land Missionary Baptist Church is by Him and for Him. Josh Llewellyn is by Him and for Him. May I tell you, this is His church. He possesses the church. Well, I'll tell you, there's just a few families that own that church. No, it's not families that own this church. It's Jesus that owns this church. This is His church. Well, preacher, this is your your church. What do you think we ought to do? Friend, it's not my church. This is His church this morning. And I'll tell you, a lot of times you say, preacher, that's simple preaching. It is, but we forget that a lot of times. And a lot of times we think this is our church and look at what we've done and look at what I can do in my church. Friend, this is the Lord's church. This church would not be here if it wasn't for Jesus Christ. He is the creator of this church, the founder of this church, and the CEO of this church. I'm not the CEO, Brother Trey's not. Jesus Christ is. Why? Because it's His. He owns it. Can y'all amen that? Are y'all awake this morning? He owns it. He owns this. This is all about Him because this is His. We belong to Him today. And we are here. Listen, the purpose of our existence now that we're saved, understand that we're here to bring honor and glory to Jesus Christ. Why? Because we are His. This is His. Everything is His. And it is imperative that we begin to glorify the One who created us. Glorify and bring honor to the One who made us and made all of this. Friend, I wouldn't have anything without Him. And let me tell you something now, as 
now that we exist as God's people, the purpose of our existence is to bring Him honor and glory. If you're lost and you don't know Jesus, you say, Preacher, there's something that is missing within me. I'll tell you what's missing. It's a relationship with Jesus Christ. Because there is a longing that's been in your heart from the day that you were born that you long for something. Let me tell you what that longing's for. It's for your Creator, to for you to be saved, for you to place your faith and trust in Him, and your purpose of your existence is to glorify Jesus Christ. People say, well, I don't know what God wants me to do. Friend, glorify Him. When everything's bad, Miss Jennifer, praise His name. When everything's good, praise His name. When everything is in a wreck and we don't know what's going on, praise the name of Jesus. Because that's why we exist as a local New Testament body. This is not a secular club. This is not a country club. This is not, this is not to come up here and have cliques and friends and this. Friend, we exist for the sole purpose purpose of bringing honor and glory to the Savior of the world. That's why we exist. That's why we meet three times a week. That's why we have ministries. That's why we have Bible studies to bring honor and glory to Jesus Christ. That's the sole purpose of our existence. And if we come for any other reason, we're coming for the wrong reason. You say, why do I have to bring honor and glory to Him? Because we are His And this is His. It's all His. It all belongs to Him. And we exist for the purpose of bringing honor and glory to our owner. I can tell you, He owns me today. (laughs) He owns you. Amen. He sure does. Because He bought me. (laughs) He bought me. All this you see, it's all free to me and you. But may I remind you, it came at a great price. Jesus laid down His life, and He bought me and He bought you. He purchased this church. Notice what the Scripture says. Lord, I can preach on that all day. Man, I'm telling you, I like that. Look at Acts 20, 28. Take heed therefore unto yourselves to all flock over the, over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God, which He hath purchased with His own blood. Well, you just don't know what I've invested in Promised Land Church, friend. You don't know what Jesus has invested. Jesus has put everything that He has into this church. He has purchased this church. And that is why our ultimate job today is to bring honor and glory to the One who has purchased us. Well, the preachers, the CEO, the deacons, the youth pastor know Jesus. This is His. This is all His today. In Ephesians 2 and 20, the Bible said, "...and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ Himself being the chief cornerstone." May I tell you that Jesus owns all of this. He possesses every bit of this. And in Him possessing us, He is the chief cornerstone. Let me tell you the foundation on which we build on. The foundation is Jesus Christ. All right? And that is the foundation on which we build our life on. And He is the cornerstone of the church. Now, I love what it says here in Colossians. Notice what it says here in verse 17. And by Him all things consist. You ever wondered what makes the world go round? Jesus. Because by Him all things consist. We're down here going through our little life. We think everything's so big in our life. Think about God. He's holding the whole world together. 
Let me tell you something else. He's holding his church together too. He's holding his church together. And by all the trials and all the things that we go through as a church, you remember something. By him all things consist. That means he's in control today. And he is making sure that everything just keeps going. Let me tell you something. We're in the hands of the Lord. Jesus said when you get saved that he places us in the hand of the Father. Nothing can pluck us out of that hand. Isn't that awesome, Miss Moore? Nothing can pluck us out of that hand. We're in His hand. And by Him, we consist. That is our purpose. That is our function. Everything about us here at Promised Land ought to be about Jesus Christ. Why? Because He owns this. He owns this. Sometimes in churches, we get a little too carried away with about bringing... uh, Notice and, and, and things to individuals and people. And friend, we can praise God through people. But let's remember why we're here. We're not here to praise man. We're here to praise Jesus. Because He alone made us, we are created by Him and for Him and He alone. Is what making is what is making this church go round. The function of this church is being held together by Jesus Christ. Now notice in verse eighteen his position. If you're with me, say amen. In verse eighteen, he is the head of the body, the church. The Bible declares very simply that Jesus is the head of the church. In Ephesians one twenty two, and hath put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is the body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. In Ephesians five twenty three, the Bible said, For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. He is the Savior of the body. May I tell you who our head is today? It's Jesus. He is the CEO of the church. The head in the Greek simply means the supreme. Who is supreme in this church? Who is greater in this church? He alone is supreme in this church. In the Greek, the word means chief. Who is the chief among us? Jesus is the chief among us. Another word for head is master. Who is the master of this body? Friend, Jesus is the master of the body. Another word is the word Lord. The Lord. Who is the Lord among us today? Jesus is our Lord. He is supreme. He is chief. He is master. And He alone is the Lord. May I tell you that all authority lies with Him today. It wasn't men that started the church. It wasn't a group of men that one day said, I'll just start the church. It was Jesus Christ Himself that said, I'm going to start the church. Do you know why we exist? For the purpose of bringing honor and glory to Jesus Christ. And when He created us, He created us in His image. Adam was there to bring honor and glory to God. Adam and Eve fell in the garden. God said, i got to have somebody else to bring me honor and glory. So He, he, he brought up a nation by the... the the nation of Israel. And he said, through this nation will I receive honor and glory. They rejected God. We know that. They rejected the Messiah. And now today in this New Testament period, we have the Lord's church that He has lifted up for a time for the sole purpose for us to bring Him honor and glory. Let me tell you, He's the supreme of this church. He started us. He has founded us. He originated us. And we wouldn't be here without Him. That means He is overall. You've heard it, and I've heard it. Well, I'll tell you what I want. Y'all don't laugh at me. You said it, and I said it. We thought it. Let me tell you something. This is His. He alone 
is the head. It does not matter what I think. It does not matter what you think. You say, preacher, that's offensive. Well, I'm sorry. But as His church, we exist for the sole purpose of bringing honor and glory to the Lord. And when we get to that place, we will understand that He alone is our head. And the only one that should matter to us about what they think is Jesus Christ and Him alone. When Jesus came to this world, He wasn't worried about nobody else's will other than the Father's will. And friend, that's what we as His church ought to be about, is accomplishing His will in our life, because He alone is the head of the church. I am the under-shepherd. Follow me today, but only follow me as I follow Jesus. If I ever get to the place that I'm following, not following Jesus, you better not follow me. Because I'll lead you to the ditch is what the Bible says. Follow me as I follow Him. Church, promised land, follow me as I follow Him. Don't follow me because I'm the preacher and I'm the Lord of the church. No, Jesus is the Lord of the church. He alone has the final say. I want you to know in the Bible, the picture of the church is the body. And He is the head of the body. The head of the church has all authority. You think about a body, a human body. I have fingers, I have toes, I have feet, I have uh, knees, and I have legs, I have hips. I have all of this, and all of this body works together because it is led by the head. Everything starts and stops with the head. The head is the one that determines all the function. The head is the one that starts everything, stops everything. Every movement, every action is determined by the head. I want you to know that the the head has the right to control and to command the body. I am a member of the body of Christ this morning. You are a member of the body of Christ. We have one head, and His name is Jesus Christ. I want you to know that Jesus is the controller of this body. Every movement ought to be determined by Jesus. Every action of His church ought to be determined by Jesus. Every start, every stop ought to be determined by Jesus and Him alone. He has the right to control and command the direction of His church. Why? Because He's the head. He's the head. He has every right. He has every authority to control us and to command us. Can y'all amen that? I know y'all may not like it, but that's good stuff. He's in control today. Amen. He is before all. He is the one that is in control. I want you to notice, because He is our head, that brings about a responsibility. And because He is our head, He is responsible for the church's, number one, protection. I'll tell you what, there's wolves seeking to devour this flock. And I'll tell you, there's one that can protect us. It's the one that called us here today. Jesus Christ, the head of us, He has the ability and the authority to protect us. Let me tell you, He's responsible for our protection. He's responsible for our growth. Boy, I tell you, I bet when y'all were looking for a preacher, y'all thought about all kinds of things. Y'all never thought y'all would get something like me. (laughs) Whoo! Doesn't the Lord have a great personality? We thought, well, what do we need? Because we need somebody to come in and grow us. Let me tell you something. There ain't but one that can add to the church. And it's the head of the church. He brings forth the harvest. He brings forth the increase. If this church grows, it's just because He let me witness it. It's because He lets me serve within His kingdom. 
To Him be all the honor and all the glory. Every addition that has ever been at Promised Land was not because of a certain preacher or because certain deacons. It was because Jesus has been growing this church. He alone grows the church. He alone is responsible for its protection. He alone is responsible for its growth. He alone is responsible for its provision. Praise God. I can't meet the needs of this church, but Jesus Christ can. Why? Because He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He owns all things. And because of Him, we can do anything today because He alone is our head. Let me tell you, the devil wants to devour us today. He wants to stop what's going on here. We need to remind Him who the head of this church is. It's Jesus Christ and Him alone. May I tell you that He's responsible for the continuation. Oh, so many times... So many times I've cried, oh my gosh, the church is falling apart. There's going to be days here at Promised Land, and there's been days that we thought, oh goodness, it's all falling apart. (laughs) The head is in control. And He alone is responsible for the continuation of the church. By Him all things consist. He's holding this together. I used to go in crying, oh Brother Don, I've got this church problem, I've got this church problem. He said, son, would you hush? He said, don't you worry about that church. That church was there before you got there. It will be there when you leave. That's the Lord's church. He's going to protect it. He's going to make sure it keeps on going. Our continuation today is not because of people. It's because of Jesus. And we're going to be here tomorrow. You know why? Because of Jesus. He's faithful and He's good. He is responsible of the growth of this church, the continuation of this church. He is responsible for the, for the protection and the continuation. Friend, let's look to Him. He's our head. And as the body, we must submit to the head. Are you willing today to submit to the head? Are you willing to the two of you? Y'all are willing. Are y'all willing today to submit to the head? We have a head, and it's Jesus. Are you willing to submit to His will? Are you willing to submit to His way? Well, that's not how I think churches ought to go. Friend, it doesn't matter what we think. It matters what He thinks. To Him be the honor and glory because of His position, because of His possession, but also because of His position and because of His preeminence. Notice this in verse 18. He is the head of the body, the church, who was the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. I love that word preeminence. It simply means to have first place. The first place of everything we do in this church ought to be about Jesus. Everything we do in our personal lives ought to be about Jesus. He ought to have first place. And I'm going to quit preaching and I'm going to go to meddling here. we got hobbies. we got loves. Hunting, fishing, baseball, football, awesome. Great stuff, but they all have their place. And none of those things should have first place in your life. Let me tell you what comes first in the church. Let me tell you what comes first in the believer. Jesus Christ. The Bible says that He is to be the preeminence of our life. That means He is to be the number one of our life. He ought to be first before all things. How many times? Well, if I'm not busy, I'll go to church and worship Him. Well, if I'm not doing this, I'll read my Bible. Friend, we've got it all backwards. The first thing when we wake up in the morning is, Lord, what do you want me to do today? Well, I can't go fishing because i got to go to church. I can't go hunting because i got to go to church. I can't play baseball because i got to go to church. You don't hear that many times, do you? 
Can't go to church because we got baseball. Heard that a bunch. Let me tell you something. He is to have the preeminence in this place, in our life individually. Let me tell you, we exist for the purpose of bringing Him honor and glory. And the only way to do that is to put Him first. He's to be the focus of all that we do. And I love this. He should be the centerpiece of everything that goes on in promised land. Of everything that goes on in our personal life. He ought to be the centerpiece. He ought to be the axis on which we revolve. We shouldn't do anything without Him. He ought to be the the, the lead and and the leader of everything that we do. And everything that we do ought to be because He led us to do it. He's first. He's first. He's first. And when He comes again, and friend, He's coming again. All of these things that we put first are going to be last. And they're going to be burned up. And they're going to be gone. And the only thing we're going to have left is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And friend, we may not bow to Him now, but we're going to bow to Him one day. And friend, I don't know about you, but I'm going to bow then, but I want to bow now. I don't want to wait till then. I want to do it right now. Why? Because He is the preeminence. First, first, number one. Don't y'all like to be number one? (laughs) Boy, what a rumble. (laughs) Who's number one? Jesus. Jesus. First thought in our minds when we wake up every morning, Jesus. Number one. He ought to be number one in our worship. He deserves our worship. Why? Because He has invested everything in us today. Why are we here today for worship? Because He made us. We're Him. We are here by Him and we are here for Him. He ought to be first place in our worship. He ought to be the first place in our service today. When we wake up every day, He ought to be number one. Lord, what can I do for You today? Lord, what what do You want me to do today? I'm going to be honest with you. I've had more days that I was opposite to that. And I have that way. Most of the times I wake up, well, what do I want to do? Well, what do I think? What do I, friend? He needs to be first place. He needs to be first place. We've got a lot of homes today that are torn to shreds because He's not first place. All of our problems will be fixed when we put Him number one. In your home, man, in your home, ladies, make Him number one. Make Him number one in the life of your children. Don't put anything else. Don't put anything else before the God when it comes, before the Lord when it comes to raising your kids. Don't put anything in their minds that there's anything better or greater than serving Jesus. You want them to grow up to love the Lord? You want them to grow up to serve the Lord? Then you serve Him. And you love the Lord. And you raise them in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Put Him number one. I'll tell you, in the home I grew up in, I was a knothead. I was a knucklehead. My dad would amen that, and so would my mom. But I'll be honest, they raised me right. I didn't always have the Tommy Hill figure. I didn't have Abercrombie and all of that, you know, the fancy stuff. But i tell you what they made sure of. They made sure me and my brother knew Jesus. And they made sure that they showed an example of how you serve the Lord. 
My dad's not perfect. My mom's not perfect. But they taught me to serve and love Jesus Christ. And I've made a lot of mistakes, but I could always go back to that love that I had for the Lord. Friend, put Him number one. Say, preacher, why? Because He's worthy. He is worthy. He was worthy to wake up and come to church today. He is worthy to open our Bibles for. He is worthy to sing. When we get in here and sing in service, it ought not be like a funeral service. I know, here I go meddling again. But it ought not be like a funeral service. Friend, we don't live in oppression anymore if we're saved. Let's have some victory. Let's put Him number one. Let's sing as loud as we can. Why? Because He's worthy. He's worthy. We're here today. We exist today for Him. You say, preacher, everything you preach today is simple, but everything you preach is about Jesus. Because, friend, that's where it's all at. And now we can get fancy and we can program this and manage this, but, friend, it's simple. He's the head. We're His body. We're to submit to Him. If you're lost today, would you be saved? This body wants you to be saved. This body wants you to put your faith and trust in Jesus. But may I tell you, Jesus wants you to be saved today. Be saved today. But child of God, I want to ask you, maybe you're here and you hadn't been putting Jesus number one. Won't you do that today? These altars are open. Won't you do that today? Maybe He's convicting you that maybe your priorities have been messed up. Let's get them right this morning. Why? Because He's worthy of it. He's worthy of it. I want you to stand very quiet, very reverent. Miss Dean is just going to play for us again this morning. And while she plays this morning, we're going to have the opportunity to walk this aisle. We're going to have the opportunity to come to these altars. We're going to have the opportunity to make a public decision this morning. And if you're here this morning, you need God is convicting you and you need to do something, then do it today. These altars are open. I want to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes. Nobody's looking around. Miss Dina's going to play softly. If she plays, would you come? Would you today submit to Jesus Christ? Would you put yourself in that position where you need to be so that He can be where He needs to be? These altars are open. Would you come? Maybe your home is torn to shreds today. Come to the altar. Come to the altar. Maybe you're having problems with your relationships. Maybe you're having problems at your jobs. Come to the altar. Put it on the altar today. Put it in the hands of the Master. Put it in the hands of the chief. Let him lead you. Let him guide you. Oh, if you're here and you've never been saved, would you be saved today? If you need to move your membership, let's do it right now. Every head is bowed. Every eye is closed. Right now is the time to walk that aisle. Y'all come.